Join the adventure in Teneris from Dragory Games, creators of the award-winning Arena Miniatures Battle Game. Teneris is a high fantasy campaign setting for the world's greatest role-playing game. Join the thousands that have dared answer the call to battle. Teneris powers your Dungeons and Dragons games, including new species, four new classes, spells, magical items, archetypes for each of the original classes, and much, much more. So come, forge your team, and march into war. Find Teneris on all social media at Dragory Games and at DragoryGames.com. Brought to you by the power of the internet and fueled by imagination, this is Game Night Heroes. Toss dice and tell stories. The deeds of heroes await, and legends dare to be heard. This is Game Night Heroes. Hello, and welcome back to the Game Night Heroes. We are the Game Night Heroes, and you can be too. We are continuing our playthrough of Dragori Games' Tanaris campaign setting. This is episode 2 of 4, so if you haven't joined us already, please go back and see our breathtaking first episode. We are continuing to tell a collaborative tale, my friends and I, and we are going to do so where our dice rolling and role-playing will determine the outcome of the story. Before we dive back into our adventures here on the way to Skybell City, let's take a moment to reacquaint ourselves with all of you. Take it away, guys. Hey everybody, I'm Rob. I am playing Garrick. My character is one of the new classes called a Dragon Blade. Harnessing the powers of a Draconic Spirit to guide you in battle. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. Super excited to be here. First session was a lot of fun. Hey everybody, this is Nate. Tonight I'm continuing to play Mbolo, the Taimaku. Yes. Taimaku being one of the new races to Tanaris. You are also playing the party's priest, cleric of sorts. What's your domain there? The Courage domain. Tamara is the goddess I worship, and she has shown herself to the world in the form of a dragon. And as part of my trials, I've been sent on this pilgrimage to Skybell City and to help the poor and spread the word of Tamara and bring courage to the masses. Excellent, excellent. Well, there's no time like the present. And I am Brittany, and I am playing Kalanya. She is a lost magic researcher that is trying to get an apprenticeship to Regent Harat for studying the lost magic. Yes, yes. So you're a wizard, correct? Yes. Excellent. And I'm Colleen. I'm playing Ravel tonight, the Mad Walker, who is a cartographer. She is on the Aberrant Arachnid Trail of Madness. Mad Walker being the Tenaris setting, you are a explorer who can sometimes walk the fine line between sanity and insanity. Pretty exciting stuff. Just a little cray cray. <laughs> right. Well. We'll see if the rest of your party can keep you grounded. I, of course, am Kevin. I am the host of the Game Night Heroes podcast, and I continue to play as the dungeon master for the game, which means that I get to play as everyone and everything else. So, let's listen to the war drums as we continue to march into Tenaris. Previously on Game Night Heroes... In a world ravaged by the judgment of the Avatar Dragons, and ruled by an oppressive empire, a group of four heroes made their way towards Skybell City. Their hope to become a team and explore the Forbidden Wastelands was quickly threatened when their caravan was attacked by goblin raiders 
and other mysterious assailants. Luckily, our heroes proved the mightier, and they dispatched the foes. The source of the attack was made clear, however. A rift into the penumbra, a dark mirror dimension to the physical plane of Tenaris, lie open, a threat to any weary traveler. The party met Taram Hemsfield, a hero of the fabled Arena of Fate. He offered to escort the heroes to Skybell by taking a direct shortcut through the Penumbra's treacherous paths. And thus, the heroes follow the man to the next stage of their journey, drawing ever closer to their goal. This tale now resumes. As the last of the four of you follow Taram through the entryway into the penumbral plane, you feel as if your body suddenly loses all weight, all connection to the ground. You feel as though you've gone underwater, a dark, purple water, but you can still draw breath. You feel yourselves fly forward and away from the entryway, and for a brief moment you feel as though you are shooting through the air, as if hurled by a giant catapult. Your eyes dart and chaotic energies allow you to see far beyond the normal recesses of your vision. You can see ahead, the city of Skybell looms, its large spires in a semicircular pattern reaching up into the morning sky. There are beams of light that emerge from several of the towers and rake up into the air. From this distance, the city gleams distorted in the energies of the penumbra. That flying feeling suddenly gives way. You feel something disconnect for a brief moment as the five of you reach back down and land on the ground rather violently as you enter through the entryway. There is a shimmer and you all look back instinctively to see that the entryway seals shut behind the five of you, sealing you within the strange and alien landscape. Ahead, a white dot, the only thing that you can see that truly cuts through the penumbral ethereal energies. Taram looks back to regard the four of you. Do not worry, travelers. This is a safe way to travel, although it does seem to be a bit jarring for those who are not used to it. Luckily, the penumbral plane is able to be bisected by teleportation magic, though that is a bit more disconcerting than I would normally like. Could we please have all four of you make a constitution saving throw? Ravel, I'm going to give you advantage on this. Klanya got a four. Okay. Garrett got a 12. All right. Ravel got a 20. Excellent. And Mbolo got an 18. Okay. Mbolo, you find you are sturdy against the strange, nauseating effects of the landscape. The air shifts and moves around you like some sort of silk. You manage to maintain your balance, however. You do not fall victim to the uncompromising array of the swirling nature of it. An incredible spiritual moment for Mbolo, too, as he now realizes that the natural world is balanced by this mirrored world that he has not known until now. It does seem that everything is interconnected. And you do find a little bit of a solace in that. Mm-hmm. Ravel, you have traversed the realm before, and you take it in with stride as you move forward and regard your companions. Garrick, you would bend over and wretch were it not for the draconic spirit that resides within you, bound to your soul and providing you with the strength in this moment. You feel it gives you a slight nudge that allows you to maintain your footing. But Kalanya... You turn and retch on the ground. Your breakfast spilling out. (laughs) (laughs) You are quite dizzy for a moment, and for a brief second you think you're going to pass out, but you don't. Taram turns to the four of you. It's perfectly normal to perhaps throw up, lose your balance, or even lie down on the ground if you need to get a hold of something. And he looks to you, Ravel, and his eyes lock with yours for a brief moment as he says, but you'll all get used to it eventually. He looks around, 
and so do the four of you, you see that the sky above is a perpetual night. A million stars and shooting comets are above you. The penumbral plane is a dark mirror of the physical world, friends. A place where the laws of physics, space, magic, and even time do not work quite as expected. This is a place where dreams and nightmares come, or they are perhaps born here and come to the mortal plane. However, we are but toddlers trying to learn about this marvelous and dangerous realm. Come with me and stay close, so that we may perhaps find a quicker jot through this. And he begins to walk forward. You all notice that there is a strange blue light that pulsates along the ground, almost as if there is a pathway from the entryway that you all entered into, and goes straight forward towards that gleaming white light on the horizon. The light you all notice now that your bearings are slightly coming back to you is emanating from the reaches of Skybell City itself. Portals are the most incredible and most advanced use of the Penumbra Plane, Taram says from in front of you, almost as if he doesn't notice the four of you having your various effects here. They're the result of an ancient and secret ritual that is performed simultaneously at the places where a teleportation spell begins and ends. A portal cuts through the fabric of this plane to make a safe highway that we can use for quick traveling. As he begins to continue to walk forward, you all feel compelled to follow him, as if you are being pulled along with some sort of strange, unseen tether. What do you all do? I shakily stumble forward after him. I just want to get out of here. <laughs> okay. I really follow because I don't like the idea of not having free will, but something's compelling me to go, so I'm irritated about it. Absolutely. I'll verbalize a prayer to Tamara for courage and courage for my companions as we head into the unknown. Excellent. I follow along because you promised me a drink. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And the four of you do follow behind your guide. And as he walks along the ground, you've noticed that it moves slowly around you, but you can tell that you're moving a lot faster than it would seem. The air shimmers and ripples, almost like heat, across the landscape on a hot summer day. And Taram continues his lecture. I say that it is safe, because outside of this highway we traverse now, he says, pointing to the blue streak along the ground. It is impossible to predict what dangers you might encounter here. This is the main reason why we are so slow at understanding and learning the new uses for the penumbral plane. It, it, he suddenly stops as he looks up ahead. He puts his hand up to the four of you, motioning for you to stop. His eyes go wide, and suddenly he turns to the four of you. We are not alone. And, Ravel, you feel a presence before your companions notice it. A large, hulking presence that seems to pull the strength out of you in ways that you can't explain. It feels familiar, somehow. And you look to the sky, because you know that's where it'll be showing. A large, streaking form rips through the clouds, coming down from above their cover to shoot down towards your group. Streaking down, a large, massive beast with a shriek <laughs> flies over your group. If all four of you could please make a dexterity saving throw. Come on, you got a five. Oh, no. Yep. Garrett got a ten. Okay. Um, Bolo got a fifteen. Okay. Uh, Ravel got a nat one, giving her a total of six. Oh, my goodness. Okay. And the large form streaks down over the top of you. Ravel and Kalanya, you feel something heavy and sharp rake across your backs. You both take five points of slashing damage and two points of psychic damage as you feel something unnatural claw through you. The form streaks over the top of all of you, and Taram turns, raises his hand, and the strange scepter that he holds that he pulls from his belt. He gestures and motions with his hands, and a beam of light shoots out and hits the beast square in the chest. And much to his surprise, it does nothing. The beast lands on the pathway ahead of the five of you and throws its head back towards the sky and shrieks a primal fury. <laughs> its large 
semi-chitinous body with large spikes and plates that cover most of its torso, its arms, legs, and tail, barbed and full of tendrils that whip about in the penumbral air. Its head is eyeless, and its teeth are large and imposing, and a saliva drips wickedly from all of them. Tendrils continue to emerge from the back of its head and whip about the air, almost like a snake licking the air to scent its prey. Ravel, you've only heard of these beasts before, even in your time going through the Penumbral Plain. Penumbral dragons are epic beasts that have been known to kill entire battalions before. It is rumored that their strength is only rivaled by the Avatar dragons themselves. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So ready for this. Yeah. No problem. Third level characters. We can handle it, right? (laughs) Taram, noticing that his magic had no effect on the beast, turns to the four of you. We may need to make a quicker escape here than I thought. This has never happened before. Quick, get behind me. Okay. You all move in behind him as best you can, clambering about. He raises his hand up again, and he calls down a prayer to the other god of the land, Balron, the other draconic presence god, and he calls up a protective spell that shimmers around the five of you. And the penumbral dragon throws its head back, shrieks, (laughs) and turns its head towards the five of you. There is suddenly a blast of energy that ripples out of its mouth. Psychic waves of energy pass over the energy field that Taram holds, a single bead of sweat rolling down his temple. The force field quakes a bright, vibrant white before the energy of the psychic breath shatters it, and Taram staggers back. He looks to the four of you. Quickly! Go! I will hold it off! And he turns and steps forward to try to bide you more time. Ravel, this feels like your past coming back to bite you. What do you feel in this moment? Right now, in this moment, I'm not letting memories flood through. Only instincts of survival right now. I'm sure those memories will come back later. Okay. As a mad walker who has traversed the penumbral plane before, you perhaps are the best equipped to guide your three companions through this area if you have to do so without Taram's aid. Do you rise up to that challenge? I sure do. Okay. Go ahead and make a survival check for me, please. That would be an 18 in survival. Excellent. You know enough to be able to ferret out the blue ley line that connects the point that you were heading to, the white dot on the horizon that is Skybell City, and you move yourself around the outside edge of Taram's skills, the magic that still quakes as he tries to draw another protective spell up around you all, and you begin to press forward. Everyone, follow me this way. I'll follow after her. Very well. We will tell of your bravery, Taram. Okay. Have courage in the face of darkness, my friend. Go! Go now! He yells as magical energies begin to pulsate around his hands as he gestures through the air again. As you run, you could feel part of yourselves are being pulled, as if trying to pull you away from the blue ley line. The connective energy is suddenly flickering, as if something unnatural is trying to break the connection. Ravel if it does go away, you won't be able to fully feel the presence of Skybell, and you'll have to guide your companions through this landscape without aid. With Ravel leading the way, the four of you make haste to begin to blur past Taram. You hear sounds of screaming and shrieking from the penumbral dragon as its tail whips about. It slams down in the ground directly in front of all of you. Can we have you all please make another dexterity save? A natural one for a total of four. Oh, man. Ravel got an eight. Okay. Bolo got a ten. Okay. Oh, no. Garrett got a seven. All right. As the tail slams down, its tendrils and spikes ripping through the ground ahead of you, there is a giant spray of pebbles and stones and even brush that fly up into the air, blotting out what small bits of light you can see from above the cloud cover. And it rains down upon the four of you. It knocks you up off of your feet, and you go flying off, away from the ley line, as the blue energy flares and winks out. You all spin chaotically out of control as you tumble and spiral through the air before you finally make contact with the ground. 
You look about and find yourself still within the penumbra. Luckily, you all fell relatively in the same area, so you're not separated. But you can tell that Taram and the penumbral dragon are far, far away. You can also see that the ley line is gone. The white light of Skybell still winks on the horizon, however. You seem to be stranded in the penumbral plane. So what do you all do? Ravel, can you find a way for us to get back to Skybell? I look around silently, half listening to her, half ignoring her, trying to hone in my senses to find another exit. If you could, please make a perception check for me. That would be a 17. I'm good at everything but dexterity tonight. (laughs) That's okay. Ravel, you begin to look around, and you feel your senses hone back in. You all three look and see that her eyes flare. The yellow of them is quite vibrant in the almost night-like air of the penumbral plane. And as she looks around, you could continue to see the white dot on the horizon. But other than that, you do not feel any other entryways, ley lines, or shortcuts nearby. Okay. This way. Stay close. I will follow you, little one. For you must know the way. I'll follow after her. As I said when we entered, I trust you, Ravel. I ignore them and keep walking. Okay. So, Ravel, what sort of thoughts are going through your head at this moment? There is a reason why you haven't been back to the penumbral plane since the last time you were here. Well, the last time I was here went something like this. And I'm trying my best. Not to think about it. Right now, my only focus is getting out. Strict survival mode right now. Okay. So you begin to lead your companions forward, making your way towards Skybell as best you can. It is a bit disconcerting for the rest of you who are not used to being in the penumbral plane. As you follow her behind Ravel as she keeps silent, let's see what you all know about the penumbral plane. Could each of you make a arcana check for me, please? 21, which would make sense. 19. And 18. You all have heard legends and tales of the penumbral plane and how it works. You've heard stories and tales about how, besides the little bit that Ravel did tell you last time before you entered, time and space do operate differently in here. People supposedly say that you could go in here and lose days in time, in a matter of hours or minutes. They also say that there are tales of travelers who tried to go through the penumbral plane, who traveled for many, many leagues, but only covered several feet of ground outside of the penumbra. And, Kalanya, you know that in the penumbral plane, it's a strange, dreamlike plane, where your thoughts can sometimes betray you, where hallucinations can become reality, and where perhaps your negative emotions can draw creatures that feed on such a thing. You understand why perhaps Ravel's being so quiet now, if this is what she's trying to protect you from. And the four of you press on. So Ravel, if you could, please make another survival check for me. 24. All right. You all seem to be moving in a direction that is right along the same path that Taram was taking you. The landscape of the penumbra, strange foreign-looking brush, and strange sands that are not the same color as the lands of your home, Mbolo. These sands are purples, maroons, pinks sometimes, even cerulean blues, and they seem to have an alien nature to them. They don't move underneath your feet like regular sand would. But you continue to make your way, and it seems to be that you're not having that many problems. At times, I'll pick up some of the sand and run it through my fingers and try to just understand it better. Absolutely. And as you travel along, you do hear the distance what sounds to be the shrieks of the penumbral dragon, perhaps on the hunt. And as you walk along, you eventually get to what would be the outskirts of Skybell City. You can tell that strange, distorted castle is ahead of you, only a hundred feet or so. There is a strange, lush landscape here as well, 
The strange purples and violets that go across the ground permeate into the brush and the foliage here as well. Almost flowering plants that draw your interest. Ravel. Don't touch those. (laughs) What are they? I don't know, but don't touch it. Ravel, if you could make a nature check for me. That would be an eight. You are not entirely sure what it's called, but you do know that sometimes there are plants here within the penumbra that don't react the way plants in the real world react. They sometimes fight back against people. Kalanya, everything here is evil. Don't touch it. We don't have time. We don't have a quick escape. We need to get to our exit. When we get closer to the exit, you can get curious. Understood. Upon hearing that, I kind of look both ways to see who's watching, and then I dump out the penumbral sand that I've been collecting in a little pouch. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) As you are dumping it out in Bolo, you see something move in the brush ahead of you. Something small, a four-legged creature of some sort. Strange fur covers its body over top of rippling muscles. It seems to be picking and nosing its way through some of the brush. I do a low whistle to my team and point over that way. How big is it? It'd be the size of a dog. Okay, okay. Aw, let's make friends with it. Do you start to approach it then? or? Well, no, but I will kneel down and observe it, kind of on its own level. I understand. You crouch on the sand for a moment and watch the creature. You can just see the back of it, its face is away from you, and it pokes through the brush, and it seems to be rather benign as it moves Mm -hmm. around. It picks through some of the foliage, and then eventually you see it turn its head up, and it pulls something up off of the ground, which it tosses into the air. A strange rodent of some sort spins Mm -hmm. through the air before the creature throws its head back. Its face splits, and large serrated teeth emerge out of an eyeless face. It snatched the rat-like creature out of the air. It starts to bite and snap and rip it apart as it eats it. You suddenly feel that perhaps this is not as inviting a creature as you would like to think. Mm, At first I thought perhaps it was a good omen, but I hope this does not bode ill for us. Let us not be the rat. I'm pretty sure nothing in this place is a good omen. (laughs) You've been traveling through the penumbra for a while, so could everybody please make a charisma saving throw? Garrick got an 18. Ravel got a 15. Kalani got a 15. Bolo got a 6. It is quite off-putting seeing this creature do such a thing in Bolo. You kind of thought that perhaps this was inviting, as you said, but now it's not. And... Despite your balance and your calm, you do feel a little bit of that balance slip. You feel your emotions betray you for a brief moment, and you do feel fear in a way that you can't really describe for something so small. Nearby, Ravel, you suddenly hear something scraping across the sand from just outside of your vision, and your eyes dart around to take in what it might be. Could you make a perception check for me, please? That would be a 12. You see another creature. This one you have encountered before. A strange two-legged creature that is so hunched and misshapen that it has to walk with its front hands on the ground like their legs. It has strange serrated maw that has tendrils that flick and lick about the air. It has a strange eye stalk on its back that looks around before making eye contact with you. The single eye upon it narrows as it regards you and your companions. This creature, if you can make a nature check, I'll give you advantage because I said you've encountered it before. That would be a nine. Okay. You've never known what this creature is called, but you do know that it is drawn to the pain of other creatures, and that rodent-like creature is perhaps drawing it nearer to you and your allies. Suddenly you notice that there is another movement across the way from behind the four of you. Another one of these same creatures emerging, as well as something larger that seems to lope out from near where the way towards Skybell is. 
You all hear its guttural grunting as it approaches. It looks like it would be a man, had it not for the four arms that have large thorns that stick out the front. This creature, unlike the others, does have eyes on its face, and strange bizarre horns that wrap around towards its back. A large, wide-shouldered thing that also has quills that dot its back as well. As it sees you all there, its eyes flare with malevolence as its anger draws over it. And it turns its head back and roars. Somebody remind me again as to why this was the safe route to go. (laughs) And with that bestial roar from the large one, other creatures emerge from the penumbra as well, seemingly forming out of the thin air as they step out from behind brush. And with that, the call of war in the penumbra is answered by them rearing their heads back as well. And for that, we need to meet combat with combat. What's those initiatives? Kalanya got an 18. 16 for Ravel. 17 for Garrick. 21 for Mbolo. Excellent. Mbolo, since you were the nearest of one of these creatures, and you were already put off balance by what happened, you react first. You feel the power of Tamara mm-hmm. coursing through you. She does feel distant in this strange plane, but you do know she's with you. So what would you like to do? like to cast a spell. Excellent. I like those. I will say a prayer to my goddess, and I will lay my hand and say, go forth the hero and cast heroism. Oh, okay. So, Kalanya, you'll get temporary hit points equal to my wisdom bonus, which is two. I will take that. (laughs) Yeah, every little bit. After I got hit by the whatevers, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, and and Bolo's feeling bad about being distracted and not healing his party. (laughs) (laughs) So, right. As you feel the power of Tamara course through you, Kalanya, you do feel that you are emboldened by this moment. You can feel bravery course through you. The courage of Mbolo's faith gives you strength in this moment. You do feel yourself stronger, and you do feel that the slight bits of fear that were creeping into you are suddenly pushed away. Anything else you want to do, Mbolo? I guess I'll draw out my crossbow, and they're all about the same size, same distance away. Mm -hmm. All right, so I'll shoot this ugly one over here. All right, you aim for the big guy. Yes. Okay. That's only a light crossbow. And I roll a 10. You load the light crossbow, you heft it up, and you fire. And the bolt streaks through the air, and the large, angered form starts to surge forward. The bolt goes wide and misses it. It hits the brush next to the creature, and you see that the brush suddenly opens up and swallows the bolt whole. (laughs) Wow. All right, and then I'll just be ready for what happens next. Okay. I'm going to stay put. Okay. Kalanya. So Kalanya is going to cast Force Armor, which will make her AC 18 total. Excellent. And then she's just going to stay put and get ready for the next round of action. Okay. It lasts for a minute, and then if you want to shatter it to do damage to creatures, you can, but nah. Oh, that's an awesome spell. Is that one of the new ones? Yeah. Yep. It's one of the new ones in the, the thing. And it's not even a concentration either. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's pretty yeah. it's pretty awesome. Well designed. Good job. Love this. Alright. Garrick, as you see the creature start to move forward, the dragon within your soul roars for battle. What do you do? I summon it. Okay. What does it look like when you summon it? Let's see, I can choose either medium draconic humanoid or huge dragon. Let's go medium draconic humanoid. Garrick, you draw forth the power of your draconic spirit again, and a draconic-shaped humanoid made out of wreathed fire emerges in the area between you and the penumbral creatures. I'm going to draw my sword and my shield out, and I'm going to move forward 30. So I'm basically going to move up to my spirit. Okay. 
Ravel, what would you like to do? I am going to whip out my longbow, attack this guy that's kind of blocking our path. But when I do so, I use my aberrant mutation called Dark Energy. And by doing so, I imbue the arrow with penumbral energy. Does a 10 hit. So you drop your longbow and you feel the penumbral chaotic energy of the strange magic that you control sometimes go through you. You feel its dark energy lance down across the arrow as you pull the bow back, and you fire. The arrow does streak forward and go wide. You feel part of your sanity sift away. You do take one insanity point. But the shot does go wide as the other angered beast that you see off to the side does begin to move in towards you. And with that, the creatures all move in. One large angered shape comes straight towards you, Garrick. And it runs in, charging at you with a primal scream. It's going to attack you with the large spikes that emerge from the front of its arms. With a 16 to hit. They'll miss. Okay. It takes a swing, and you bring your shield up to bear and deflect it out of the way. Small shards of thorn shatter off of the power of your shield and flake off into the penumbra. And then, the one that is off to the side that Ravel just fired at roars back its head as well. Screaming into the penumbra, it starts to lope forward, a little bit slower than its companion. The strange creatures with the eye stalks on their backs begin to come in in a flanking type of position around the sides of you all. It seems these creatures are working in a slight bit of unison. The small dog-like creature, it starts to stalk in towards you, Imbolo. Playfully, right? (laughs) (laughs) Back to the top. Imbolo. I'll take a five-foot step to meet the creature and swing my warhammer at it. Okay. Does an eight hit? You take the warhammer and you swing it down towards the small creature, and it hits the side of its body and deflects off. It would seem the skin, the hide of this creature, is much stronger than you anticipated. It doesn't seem to have any effect on it for the time being. And with that, I'll just stay where I'm at. Okay. Kalanya. All right, I am going to cast a Scorching Ray at the spidery thing. Does a 14 hit? Okay. We'll attack it again with a 16 to hit. Okay. And then the third one is a 22 to hit. As you gesture, and there are streaks of fire that erupt out from between your hands and go down through your wand, and it does split into its three charged forms that it typically does. All three slam into the creature. Go and roll damage. All right. So the first one is seven fire damage. Okay. So another five fire damage with a seven damage. All three slam into the creature, burning and singeing away part of its skin and flesh. You can see that it rears back, throws its head back, and the tendrils from its mouth start to flicker and wither and curl back like burnt hair. Did not like that one bit at all. That's for sure. It wasn't supposed to. (laughs) Is that for your turn? That is it for me. All right. Garrick, the large angered form is engaged in battle with you, and the dragon spirit wishes its destruction. What do you do? I'm going to use my Draconic Powers Force Wave. So I'm going to make a weapon attack, even on a miss. Basically, my spirit is going to attack that creature, and it'll have to make dexterity safe through. All right, roll to a hit, see what happens. So I got a 22 to hit. That will hit. So I will be 11 points of damage from the sword. Okay. And then I will need the creature to make a dexterity saving throw, or it will be knocked prone. Okay. What is the save on that throw? Save on that is going to be a 13. Okay. As you bring your longsword to bear and you swipe down through the creature, You connect deeply with its chest, and it throws its head back and screams. A primal scream that is deep and angered as it reaches out across the penumbra. The draconic spirit's hand goes up, and it fires a small blast of fire. As it hits the creature, you see it wave back away from you, and it slams it down onto the ground as you see it buffets its flesh. If you could, 
When that creature screams, I need you to make a wisdom saving throw, please. Fifteen. Okay. You feel the anger of that creature come off of it in waves, like heat, like fire. But you've seen beasts stronger than this before, and you're not bothered by its anger. Okay. So, did it fail the save, then? Yep. Okay, so then he takes the two points of force damage there. Gotcha. Ravel. So, my enemies are closing in on me, so I'm going to put away my bow, pull out my rapier. Because I did those two things, I don't feel like I have enough movement to be able to make an attack, but I'm going to move ten feet to my right so that I stand between Kalanya and the uh, oncoming enemies. Okay. As, like, a human shield for her. All right, so you move forward, ready to face the beasts as well. Yep. Okay. The creatures, the one that is in front of you, Garrick, on the ground, it starts to get up to its feet, and as it does, it leads with one of its arms that swipes up towards you with a 19 to hit. Oh, 19 hits. Okay. You are going to take 9 points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. I need you to make a strength saving throw as it hits you. A 3. A 3? And as it hits you, you are knocked back away from the creature, and you go through the space of your draconic spirit. It dissipates for a moment as you pass through it. It coalesces back together. The spirit watches on. The beast does get to its feet. The other large, angered form moves in towards you, Ravel, and it attacks you. 17 to hit you. That is a match hit. Okay. You are going to take 11 points of bludgeoning damage. Please make a strength saving throw. That would be a 19. Okay. And as this creature surges in towards you, it brings its hands down in a hammer fist type strike. One of the thorns spiked off the side comes down and slams into your clavicle. It knocks you off balance slightly, but you don't fall or get pushed back. It was a powerful blow, though. Also, Ravel, could you please make a wisdom saving throw? Oh, of course. That would be an 11. You feel the anger of this creature. It's infectious, and it claws through you, but you manage to hold it off for now. Mbolo, the small dog-type creature, begins to open its maw at you. Apparently, it was not coming at you in a friendly manner at all. I'm saddened by this. <laughs> it's going to roll a 12 to hit you. That will miss. And as it bites out at you with its bite, it's not even near you. There is this other creature that moves past. You ravel to get to Kalanya. It's going to attack. Kalanya, does a 17 hit you? It does not. Excellent. Yeah, because of your spell. Perfect. Mm -hmm. It comes forward, and that strange tendril on its back shoots out towards you. The eye actually opens into a mouth and tries to bite at you. But it does miss, luckily. There is another one of those strange creatures with the eye stalk on its back that begins to saunter back and forth around all of you. There is another dog shape that comes in around behind and makes its way towards you all as well. Mbolo. I will attack again. Trying to get rid of this thing. And I swing heavy and strike with an 18. The 18 does make contact with the creature and it does break through its natural armor. Go ahead and roll your damage, please. I only roll three. And the Warhammer slams down into the creature. Some of those spines break off of its back and arms and flake away. I'll just continue to move around it, I guess. And you begin to circle around the small beast, trying to draw its attention away from your allies. Exactly. Excellent. I'm actually just hiding behind Garrick, but... <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> that works, too. <laughs> but I'll make it look good, right? Yes. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Kalanya, you can see that the numbers of the enemies are quickly encroaching upon you. You are almost outnumbered two to one, but you can see that you've landed some attacks against them. You might need to rely on some stronger magics to dispatch these beasts. Yeah, I guess we'll try... I will try Static Bolt and go from there. Alright, so we will cast Static Bolts. Which creature are you targeting with that? I'm going to target the one that's right in front of me. Okay. Uh, I don't think a seven's going to hit. <laughs> you do draw forth the power from the Tenarian field, but when you do cast the spell, the static bolt does go wide. The static energy and electricity darts off into the penumbra and does miss the creature in front of you. All right, then. Garrick, 
You look around and you see the superior numbers. What would you like to do? So I was going to use my Draconic Shield power, but I was going to move over 10 feet towards the two other creatures that are coming towards Ravel. Okay. And try to hit the big guy. Okay. Um, I got a 16 to try to hit him. Okay. And you run forward towards the big one. You do swing your sword, and it does bite into his flesh. All right. He'll take 11 points of slashing damage, and my AC will go up by 2. Excellent. And you make note of that draconic ability that you use, of your scales ability, which has to do with protection and defense. Yes. Okay. So you are two abilities in. So the next draconic ability you will use will use your ultimate version of that, because it will be amplified by your draconic powers that currently reside within you. The build. Ultimate attack! So I think it says once per turn I could move my spirit. That's right. I'm just going to move it five feet diagonally. Okay. You will the Draconic Spirit to follow in your stead, and it does move closer to you. It does come up behind the back of Mbolo as he faces off against one of these strange canines. Ravel, here within the penumbra, you steal yourself. Chaos begins to flow through you, the strange butterflies that make you dance along the edge of your mutations. What do you do? I let another aberrant mutation flow through me. This one is called Noxious Attack. And it makes it so that glands grow on my hands. And it's going to coat my rapier in this poison that's going to last for a minute. And if I hit a target, I get an extra two points of poison damage. And they get marked. And I can mark them up to four times. Excellent. And every time they get marked, they have to make a constitution saving throw. So let's... Try and hit somebody. I'm going to try and hit the guy directly in front of me. The creature with the eye stalk that's fighting Kalanya? No, the one on the other side. Kalanya's got that one. She's on it. So you attack the large one that Garrick is attacking? Yes. Excellent. Natural 20 for a 25. Excellent, excellent. Okay. That'll definitely hit. So go ahead and roll that damage. So that is five points of piercing damage plus my two points of poison damage. And he has been marked and now needs to make a constitution saving throw at the start of his next turn. Alrighty. Excellent. You feel the glands. You two take another point of insanity. You feel part of your control slip further away. And you kind of like it. The creatures, however, they give in to the anger and the fury as well. That one that you and Garrick are attacking attacks back at you, Garrick. It's going to attack you with a 16 to hit. That will miss. Its large claw swipes up towards your head, and you sidestep out of the way, bringing your sword to bear and knocking its arm aside. The creature in front of you, the eye stalk, shoots out, Kalanya, coming at you with a 13 to hit. Miss. It bites out at your arm, and you manage to move out of the way. Mbolo, you do have one of the dog-type creatures that you are still combating. Mm-hmm. It bites out at you as well. It's going to attack you with a 16. Just misses. You take your warhammer and you knock its head away. As you hear the roaring scream of the large beast that comes in behind you, Mm. it attacks as well. It's going to attack you with a, ooh, a natural one, which is going to give it a five total, which is going to definitely miss. (laughs) (laughs) So as it comes in and screams, the draconic spirit licks across it a little bit and confuses it, and it swings wide. Tamara blesses us this day. Yes. That final dog-type creature begins to move in towards you, Kalanya. It tries to run and jump over one of these purple plants that are here within the penumbra. And much like the one you saw up before that ate Mbolo's crossbow bolt, the plant opens up wide and bites into the creature and pins it in place. Starts snapping and dragging and pulling it down into its fern-type shape. It starts to struggle and bite and claw. The final eye stalk creature tries to make you feel its pain, Garrick. It snaps out at you with the eye stalk. It's going to hit you with a 19. Uh, that's a miss because my AC is up to 20 right now with the Draconic power. That's right. Okay. Mbolo. I will attack the larger creature behind me. Okay. And swing and does a 13 strike true. 
A 13 does swing up, and the creature starts to move out of the way, but you reposition your hands and bring it back in a different arc, and it does make contact. You slam the Warhammer off of its giant face, its toothy maw taking the full impact. What's the damage on that? 12 bludgeoning damage. Okay. And as the Warhammer smashes into its face, you see particles of bone and its armored-like skin shatter off and fly forward, burning up in the flaming wick of the skin of the Draconic Spirit. As the creature's face shatters and it stumbles back out of the way, you see it wisps away to a strange shadowy form and dissipates into the air. And with that, as a bonus action, I will spend a courage point saying a silent prayer to myself on my next melee attack. I'll get some bonus damage. Excellent. I love that. Very cool. Alrighty. Kalanya. Alright. I am going to try to cast Sleep. Okay. This is one of my favorite spells. (laughs) (laughs) This spell is so much fun. Okay. You gesture forth and you feel the Tenarian field come down and go through the focused tip of your wand. Go and roll 5d8 for me. 5d8, 25. Yep. You can affect up to 25 hit points worth of creatures. So where do you target this at? So I was going to try to hit the two that are next to Garrick. So I was going to cast it behind them 20 feet enough so it hit them and not put my companions to sleep too. Okay. It does affect the lower hit dice creatures first. So you do see the creature with the strange tendril on its back sways. Its eyes look heavy, and it does drop to the ground. The large angered form, its eyes flicker for a moment, and it has just enough hit points to not fall under the effect of the sleep. So it is still up. The other one, however, is down. Garrick, you watch as the small tendrilled creature in front of you suddenly drops and falls asleep. Fantastic. All right, so Garrick, what do you do? It's time for my ultimate attack. I'm going to use the third and final component to the dragon. I'm going to use the burning strike, so I make a weapon attack, and it just deals fire damage, but because it's my ultimate attack, it deals double. All right, so we'll see if you hit. I got a 17. Okay, yeah, that'll definitely hit. All right, so you go ahead and roll your damage, and then you're going to add... The extra fire damage from the burning strike. That is going to be a total of 14 points of damage. Oh, yeah. Seven fire, seven slashing. And I believe that consumes all three of the marks. It does, yep. So you bring your longsword down, and with a primal scream of your own, your scream turns into that of a slight draconic sound as a very minor roar emerges from you. You bring the longsword down and you slice through the creature's chest. There is an explosion of raging fire that burns through its body and slams out of the orifice you carve into its chest. Its eyes flare out and fire erupts from them as well as it drops to the ground. The dragon has been sated for now. Very cool. Yes, and that does erase all of the build because you have released the dragon's power. But you can try to do the build again. I rabble. So I turn around to face the creature that's been attacking Kel. I'm sticking with my noxious attack that I've already casted. So I'm going to attempt to hit it with my rapier. Okay. That would be an 18 to hit. It does. You stab out with a rapier and you stab through the thing's face. It twitches once before it goes limp on the edge of your blade and you pull the blade free. There is a acidic-like poison that drips off of the blade as it comes free. You all notice that as these creatures are being slain, much like the one that Mbolo killed, they are dissipating into the air, seemingly disappearing in the penumbra. It's like the penumbra energy is swallowing them back up. The ones that remain, the dog-like creature that you first saw, Mbolo, mm-hmm. it is going to attack you with a 16 to hit. Just misses. And again, you take your Warhammer off to the side, you jam it in its mouth and twist. As it bites, its head goes wide and it wrenches off to the side. The other creature that is in the penumbral bush that is eating at it, it tries to escape. And the penumbral bush snaps and claws and draws it ever closer. There was a sickening snap as the creature bends in half the wrong way and is pulled down into the bush. It starts to 
claim its prey and slowly bite and dissolve the strange dog-like creature. You weren't kidding about those plants, Ravel. Mbolo, all that's left is the beast in front of you. Well, I'm going to attack it with my uh, warhammer again. And like I said, this time I used Courage Point to summon my inner strength and smite my foe. It'll do an additional 1d10 if it works. All right, so I swing, hit with a 19. Absolutely. Do seven normal points of damage Mm -hmm. and an additional eight. So 15 points total. Wow. You bring up the Warhammer, double-handed. You swing it down straight towards the creature and drive its head down into the sand, and its head shatters and turns into a pulp as you finish it off. Back to the abyss with you. As you pull your Warhammer away, its body does dissolve into that shadowy form and dissipate into the penumbra. Mm, The penumbra claims its own. Oh, yeah. There is a pause as the thrill of battle and the unease of facing off against these creatures dies away. And the calm of the penumbra is there again. Could everybody please roll a wisdom saving throw for me? 21. 15. 21. 10 for me. Okay. And that strange unease does go across all of you again, but you are emboldened by the courage of Mbolo's faith, so you are able to withstand it for now. Ravel, the unease does have a bit more of a clutch on you, however. You can feel part of your sanity give away. Go ahead and you take one more insanity point, so that puts you at three. Okie doke. Ravel, did you fail a save? She did fail that save, yes. Would you like another chance at that? I mean, it can't fail worse. Nah, that's okay. No, I won't table talk. I'm yeah. good. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're, you're okay with succumbing to the madness? Let me succumb to the madness. <laughs> and as you feel the madness creep into you, Ravel, you feel a bit of that loss that you had before. There is a flash of memory that goes across your mind. A large penumbral beast that claimed, you believe, a party that you once led through the penumbra the last time you tried to escort them. Because you were at three insanity points, you get to the first level of your threshold. So, for the time being, you will take a negative one to your armor class and all of your attacks and saving throws as the madness begins to pull you away from your humanoid form. But you maintain for now. You know that Skybell City is close nearby. What do you guys do? This is why everybody, we need to get out of here quick. I shall swiftly follow. Yeah. Does anybody need the healing touch of Tamara? Sure. Why not? Okay. Since the temporary hit points are gone, I'm down by seven total. I cast that at third level. The healing increases by 1d8 for each slot above the first. Mm-hmm. So I have a plus two to my spellcasting bonus, so ten total. Thank you. You're welcome. Everyone else is fine? Uh, no, I'm definitely not. I'm currently at eight hit points. All right, I'll cast it again at second level. Ten and two is twelve. So I regain 12 hit points? hmm Nice. Thank you. Blessings unto you. Garrick, the draconic spirit, does flow back into your form. You close your eyes for a minute and steady yourself. And how do you fare, Garrick? Merely a flesh wound. Do you wish Tamara's blessing? Sh- sure, I-, I-, I will. I feel your faith is a little shaky, so how about just... Four hit points. And Mbolo finishes his prayers and guides the rest of you back to your full health. And you continue to make your way towards Skybell City. You can feel the penumbral energy around you start to flow back into a more normal passage of time as you draw closer. As you get to the edge, you can see that there is a bit of a disturbance in the sand here. Almost as if someone was standing here watching what happened, but has very quickly disappeared. Moments before you all arrived. 
You look to where the white dot is, and it is an entryway that you are used to seeing, Ravel, in your travels back and forth out of the penumbra. Rather than a tear, like the one you entered into with Taram, this one is a regular archway, a practice and shaped archway that would be used for a more safe entryway and exitway out of the penumbra. Just past the archway, you see Skybell, the large city. It's gleaming white. The four of you move forward. You step out through the archway to in front of the large and impressive city. And you see a figure approaching on one of the two walkway bridges that lead away from the city. Taram. He looks to regard the four of you, and he actually gets a bewildered look on his face. Mm-hmm. Surprised to see us alive. Can we make an insight <laughs> check? Yeah, absolutely. If you want to make an insight check, that's fine. <laughs> an insight of one! A natural one! <gasps> Taram, it's so good to see you. I was so worried about you. Thank you for saving us from the penumbral dragon. I was in fear for your life. Okay, so we got a natural one for you. What did everybody else get? Six. Garrett got a six. Dirty 20. Okay. Uh, natural 20 for a 24. Okay. Oh, Ravel and, and Bolo are not so convinced. You all see that he is rather confused and surprised, but he is glad to see the four of you have returned. Mm -hmm. Bolo, you can see that he is being rather earnest with his joy in seeing the four of you. Okay. And he does speak. I'm pleased to see that the four of you have made it. After the penumbral dragon attacked, I was forced to lead it astray. I was worried that perhaps the ley line was destroyed. But it would seem that I was foolish to not trust the skills of a proper guide, he says, looking towards you, Ravel. He looks back towards you, Mbolo. I trust that it was a bit different than the sands of your homeland, Taimaku. I hope you'll find a better welcome here within Skybell proper. Most different, Terim. Most. Quite the learning experience, though. He gives you a smile. Well, you have arrived just in time. You will find that things are a bit different when you walk across the penumbral plain. You have arrived here in Skybell City just in time for the great arena battle to happen tomorrow morn. I trust that the four of you will enjoy the city and all the splendors that it offers. Please, come. Let me show you around. And he turns and he gestures for the four of you to follow him into your destination, into Skybell City. Thank you for listening to this presentation of the Game Night Heroes. The journey continues another time. This was Tanaris, Episode 2, Through the Penumbra. Tanaris appears in partnership with Dragori Games, a new leader in tabletop gaming. Please find more information about Tenetis and their additional games at dragorygames.com to learn about Tenetis, their miniatures game, Arena, and to download samples of the setting book, Player's Guide, and Adventure in the Realm of Madness. You can also late back their Kickstarter of Tenetis and join the march to war. Please take a moment to subscribe to the Game Night Heroes or give us a review. It helps new listeners find us and take the journey along with you and with us. We can be found on all social media at Game Night Heroes and at GameNightHeroes.com. You can follow us for updates and for new information. And feel free to message us. We'd love to hear from you and we engage with all of our fans. The Game Night Heroes podcast is hosted and game mastered by Kevin Stacy. Garrick the Dragonblade was played by Rob Alexander. Bolo the Cleric was played by Nate Mezzel. Kalanya the Wizard was played by Brittany Stone. Ravel the Madwalker was played by Colleen Alexander. Logo design and podcast cover art was created by Josh K. Music featured in this episode was contributed by various artists and was found on Pixabay.
This was a presentation of the Game Night Heroes. Until next time, keep dreaming your impossible dream. Ravel, is there anything you maybe want to tell your companions about, uh, warn them about, about how the penumbral plane might work? Because I'm going to go ahead and make the assumption that the other three of you have never been in the penumbral plane before. Is that? Yeah, that's first first time. <laughs> first I time. Totally have a, I have a timeshare in the penumbra, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> sure. On occasion. Right. Makes sense, yeah. <laughs> Long time listener, first time numbral traveler. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Join the adventure in Tanaris from Dragory Games, creators of the award winning Arena Miniatures Battle Game. Tanaris is a high fantasy campaign setting for the world's greatest role playing game. Join the thousands that have dared answer the call to battle. Tanaris powers your Dungeons and Dragons games, including new species, four new classes, spells, magical items, archetypes for each of the original classes, and much, much more. So come, forge your team, and march into war. Find Tanaris on all social media at Dragory Games and at DragoryGames.com.